On this week's episode of the Games Beat Designs Podcast, we look ahead at 2019 and every game that's coming out that we know about. Anthem, Animal Crossing, and Kingdom Hearts 3 are all coming up soon. Stick around and listen for the Games Beat Decides Podcast. the internet you're busy let's do this welcome to the games beat decides podcast this is the podcast where we decide everything that's happening in the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself i'm your host jeffrey grubb with me is mike minotti games beat reviews editor jason wilson the managing editor here at games beat dean takahashi lead writer for games beat and i'm in charge of the games beat summit coming april 23rd 24th in los angeles Get that always button. pitching dean yes okay. Always be closing is our Dean Takahashi. Um, in today's episode, we're going to do uh, kind of we're going to look ahead at 2019. We're going to look at all the games that are coming out, pick our favorites, pick the ones we're most excited about, uh, except for Kingdom Hearts. And hey, I, hey, well, we're going to start that pretty soon. Uh, first, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from uh, all of us at gamesbeat.com. If you have something to share with us, you can email the podcast at games plus podcast at venturebeat.com. If you want to get us on Twitter, it's at GamesBeat or at GB Decides for the podcast itself. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, if we put a video version up, we'll see. Uh, you could subscribe to uh, the audio version on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and everywhere where pods are caught. And if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. And our intro music, I think that was uh, Carlos saying. I can't, I can't remember if I used the right intro music or not. Um, oh, it was that zero one. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's right then. Yeah, so Insane in the Rain music on YouTube. Uh, thank you so much for that, Carlos Ayin. Um, Okay, so uh, before we get into what's happening with 2019, does anyone have any games they've been playing over the, the holiday break or anything that they want to talk about? I've been, I've been playing a hot new game called Fantasy Star 4. Ooh. Ooh this is the one on the Switch, right, that they kind of just re-released? Well, no, so actually, like, Fantasy Star 1 is now on the Switch, and what, but uh, I wanted to play 4 because it means a bit newer, right? So 4 was like the last one that came out for the Genesis, like around 93 or something. So it's kind of in that 16-bit era. 2 and 3 also came out of Genesis, but 2's older and 3 people just don't like. Uh, but basically I had that, I had this big itch to play a JRPG. I, I spent a lot of 2017 and 2016 playing JRPGs and like kind of catching up on the ones I lost. Like the Squig It Ends, Breath of Fires, um, Trails in the Sky. In 2018, I wasn't I didn't play very many JRPGs, and like the ones I was looking forward to, Nino Kune 2 and Octopath Traveler, were kind of disappointing to me. So, I mean, not just not you. Me. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people. I mean, I see more people like Octopath Traveler. I see more kind of derision on Nino Kune. It feels like. Yeah, I, it was, the people that like Octopath uh, surprised me and almost made me think I would enjoy it. Because it's like people that traditionally like those JRPGs don't really like it, and a bunch of other people really do. So I, I'm getting more curious about that game. We'll see. Um, Nino Kuni just sounds like it had a bunch of interesting ideas, and it doesn't really follow through. It's beautiful well. still, the soundtrack right. still incredible, but it's just like eh, just you start just playing the president, and there's a nuclear it's awesome. explosion. It's so good that at sounds first. really good, and then it that Mid-game. stuff doesn't matter. Mid game yeah. is rough. Yeah. So so so, what do you think of Fantasy Star Four, Mike? I'm 
I haven't thought of a fantasy seer game in years. And are you playing it through the SNK Forty Year Collection? No, that because it's Sega, so I'm playing it through the Sega Genesis Collection. Ah, okay. So, and that's well, I already had that collection for PlayStation Four, but I'm so spoiled with JRPGs. It's so much nicer to play those on a portable system. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I still haven't really played that many on the Switch. I played. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which again was okay, then some of uh, Octopath. I'm like, I really want to like, play JRPG on the Switch again. So, uh, Fantasy Star 4 is one that it works like that because you can get the Genesis collection. And it has some features that really help, specifically the fast forward. Because one, you could just, it's not like, like, I don't like doing like save states and stuff like that because that feels like cheating. But fast forward is not cheating, it just makes things happen faster. It doesn't doesn't give you an advantage it's just like the, the battles when you're grinding go a lot faster when you're just kind of attacking everything anyways than when you're like walking around big dungeons and world maps right like you still have the encounter rate is the same but it's just faster so it, it's very nice but it's it's a simple jrpg for sure but it's it's very refreshing to me in that way um there's some stuff about it i really like like you can actually set up macros for your party so you can like set up certain turns because it's strictly turn-based so you can set up, uh, well, this is macro A, and on macro A, everybody just attacks. Here's macro B, and on macro B, the healer defends, the mage uses an area of effect spell, and this person uses an attack, you know, so on and so forth. And that's uh, kind of neat, and also, I mean, maybe there's maybe other games did this, I don't know, but, but it seems mildly impressive for a uh, early 1990s JRPG. Did you go? I, I might have missed it. Do you go over your history with this series? Like, how- no, there's not much. I played Fantasy Star Online on Dreamcast, and this doesn't have much to do with that, really. So, this is basically the first one I, I'm playing. It might be the only one I play. I don't really know if I'm going to want to go back to the older ones because even this one, and it's like the newest one, it has some obtuse stuff to it. The most annoying thing is, like, you don't know what the spells and abilities do, and they have nonsense names, right? Like, Guy Rez and. Nar and like Reaver, and I'm like, what does this stuff do? And I, maybe you needed the instruction manual back in the day, but like, I just have a website open, and I'm like constantly kind of like scrolling through it, trying if to you find. You played the series, you know. Yeah, if I was like exactly or like, but even like Final Fantasy, like raise well, that raises someone from the dead. Fire, well, that casts a fire spell. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I get it. Even meteor, well, that's probably a real strong like fire spell. There's like there's. A logic there that I feel like is lacking in these nonsense spell names. I just, I wanted to, uh, was it this a game that got like updated recently? Because I remember someone was talking about how it was um, uh, those obtuse uh, spells where you had to just sort of buy, like buy them or upgrade them and then um, and figure it out yourself was really frustrating, not, especially as a kid. And maybe they addressed that. In a, a, not a different- this one. I, like I said, the first Fancy Star, there's like the Sega Genesis like Classics or whatever that's called. Sega Ages version on Switch now. Right. Maybe that did. But this is this is just a port of the Genesis version with like save states and like fast forward and rewind. Rewind's cheating. I don't rewind. Fast forward's okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, all right. So that's what Mike's been playing. Uh, Jason, I remember you saying like you were gonna get Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You were gonna play it with your kids, and I was I, wondering if that if that ever happened. Yes, it did. Santa brought it. Ooh, good job, Santa. Yeah. So we've been playing that almost every day, and. It's weird for somebody who doesn't play a lot of Smash Brothers over the years. Yeah. So first of all, um, I'm, I'm going to knock Nintendo and then I'm going to say some nice things. It doesn't do a good job of teaching you the game. Um, 
and all the stuff you need to learn is either buried inside it or you have to go outside the game to learn it. So, you know, this is my kid's first time playing Smash Brothers. And they had a hard time learning some of the basics, like like how to use an item or how to use your ultimate smash. We got past that, though, so now we're doing fine. They love it. They're always doing crazy things and yelling and screaming when we're playing it. Um, my, my oldest kid really likes playing Kirby. My youngest uh -oh. kid really likes Zero Suit Samus. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah, yeah I like doesn't? Zero Suit Samus, too. I don't know if it's the same reason as your kid. but And... <laughs> They, you know, they're not getting into the advanced play modes. They just sure. want to hit each other. Oh, sure. And so now it's been coming down to, okay, first of all, they want to beat me. And then, the sec and then the second thing is my youngest. Anytime he doesn't finish last, he gets excited. Yeah. Now, are you, are you mostly letting them win, or is it actually c confusing and complicated for you as well? Oh, it's confusing and complicated for me as well. <laughs> but, but, but what I'll do is... Um, I, I go easy on my little one mm -hmm. and there you go and beat up on my older one who is somehow learning how to play this game much better than any of us. So I, he's I don't the right have to, age. Yeah. Eight o'clock, eight years old. Um, but I've also found that it, it's maybe because I, my eyes are getting bad and my hands are getting bad and I'm getting old, but it's, it's really hard to follow everything going on screen sometimes. I mean, it is. I mean, especially when you're playing with like more than two people and it's, you have a, items you on have to learn. Yeah. I mean, even I will still sometimes be like, wait, where's my character at? And I've been playing this. Yeah, like I, I've been having now. that. So like we named them names and it's like, but I, but, but I still get confused as to where's my guy. And then it gets really wet when it went, when help characters show up and yeah. it's like, oh, there's my character. And oh, that one looks like the one I'm playing. Um, but right now, our big obstacle is, you know, none of us are good because, you know, this is essentially the most time I've ever spent playing Smash Brothers, and my kids have never played it, so we're having a hard time unlocking characters, and we get beat. But Mike just told me the ha how to... Um, you can re-challenge. Re-challenge, yeah. Which, of course, the game never tells you, or it hasn't told us yet, one of the two. So, yeah, Nintendo. Explain your games. Don't just make them for super fans. Apparently there is, if you, and this is not like me excusing Nintendo. This is me just trying to help you. Um, if you let the opening cinematic play for like 60 seconds, it, it switches over to a tutorial, a video tutorial with like a lot of the I basic see, stuff. So like just not push a button for a while. Yeah. For like, yeah. So if you don't, yeah. don't push any buttons, when you start the game have, for a minute, you'll see you that. Have you played a video game with a child? Yeah, no, I know. Hey, I, I, I know. Trust me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it is funny because, like, I've heard this complaint a lot. And it's like, obviously, I've, I've been playing chess forever, so I know what I'm doing. But I, I could totally sympathize. But I had no idea what I was doing. Ultimate kind of seems like a rough one to, like, get into right away. Because mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think Nintendo recently released a tutorial online on how to find the tutorial in the game. Because people just weren't, <laughs> yeah. people weren't finding it. And then um, I started replaying Pillars of Eternity, the original. And I'm going to take... Because I, my, I lost my main character when I was reviewing it, um, Pillars of Eternity 2, I lost my player, uh, Pillars of Eternity 1, so I wasn't able to carry over anything. So I'm doing that because I want to carry over and see. And um, it, it's weird just how different the two games are and um, when it comes to the systems of armor and attacking. and But, but the tone is still there and the tone is still good. So I'm enjoying that again. And that's all I'm really playing. Besides Magic the Gathering and Hearthstone, but 
Jeff doesn't want me to talk about those. Mm-hmm. Not too much. I mean, if there's something new you want to talk about, you can. But uh, otherwise, I'll I'll just kind of I'm I'm not playing too much either, and I don't want to spend too much time. I um, am really getting back into, into the breach. Um, Mike was like, "Oh, I didn't really like that. It's my dirty secret. I haven't told Jeff yet." And I'm like, "Oh, that's fine." And then later, I was thinking about it, and it made me really mad. How dare you, Mike? I think we didn't. <laughs> we, we we ended up not putting it in our top ten because of that. No, I regret it. Uh, um, I regret nothing. I, it was. It's. It's. Man, it's super good. I'm really kind of. I, I'm actually on the final island right now. I, I'm in like in the middle, middle of a playthrough there, and I had to stop last night because uh, my kid wouldn't go to bed till two a.m. for the first time in her life, which was nice. a new experience. Yeah. Um. And and that's so like my just, time. And I'm like, please just go to bed. I, I want to like maybe just relax a bit. And I nope, that didn't happen. So I'm in the middle of a playthrough. I'm feeling pretty good about that. I don't remember if I actually ever beat a normal difficulty run through when I played like 40 hours on PC before it came to the switch. So uh, I'm not even sure if I know how it ends, but it's yeah, still very good game. Um, and then I, I beat Oberden. Uh, I got, I solved everything. Um, that game is, is really, really good and special. It's like, it, it feels like, uh, and I po- post this on, uh, on Twitter. It feels like Salieri when he like sees, um, Mozart, like Mozart's like original notes. He's like, wait, these are the originals. Like, there's no mistakes on them. What do you mean? How could these be the originals? It feels like that. And then you feel like Salieri when you start thinking about how could any human being make this game? Because uh, I don't know how you like. I don't know how you you test this. Because like you like you can't have someone play through the game and then test it again. Because now they know everything, so they're not going to be a, a reliable like source for understanding like what's what's broken about it. So you either have to get a million people to just sort of play through it once and kind of like see how they did but then that makes it really hard to compare like one person to the to another like their notes about like what was wrong with it i I don't know i think lucas pope might just be just magic he's just magic i think (laughs) maybe um but yeah that game was super satisfying and and it's one of those ones where it's like every choice is deliberate um it's you know for people don't know this the one where you play the insurance adjuster and you're on the ship the oberden trying to find out what happened to everybody and you know, you get this notebook and the notebook has all these like really uh, all, all these clues. And then the, 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 the world has all these clues as you investigate the moments that, uh, that each person died. Uh, that's sort of how you unlock uh, the story. Um, and every choice in the game that the developers made matters. Like if two characters are wearing different shoes, they're wearing different shoes because it's going to it's going to come down to um, that's going to help you figure out who is who and what happened. And it's just so yeah, it sounds like just, what I need to get to still. Yeah. Once it like when it clicks into place, it's just super. Mike, satisfying. you would enjoy this. But Jeff, I had a question for you back on into the breach. Yo. Um, what do you like it better on PC or switch? Um, I think I like it better on switch just because it because it works it's beyond well enough. I was going to say it works well enough. It works just fine. Like playing with the controls, um, you know, on, on, and switch in portable mode. It's it like the controls just do everything you would want. And it's very second, like it's second nature. Now I just kind of automatically fall into moving my characters exactly where I want. I'm never struggling to like, uh, say, Oh, I wish I had a mouse and keyboard right now. This would be easier. And then I also have it portable and I could kind of take it anywhere. And I'm sort of just like, you know, I'm laying, laying down on the couch and just continuing to play my game. And it's very relaxing. Uh, so yeah, I, I would recommend it on the switch for sure. Uh, probably even like, if, even if we were to come to mobile, unless you have like an iPad pro, I probably would still recommend the switch version just cause, um, you know, the, the control system is really, really well done there. Um, but I, I think that does it for me. Dean, I, I'm not sure if you have any games you, that you've been playing that you want to talk about. If not, we can jump right into our, our look at 2019. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Mario Kart um, on the Switch uh, for Christmas Day. 
um, played uh, played uh, some uh, uh, last the Last of Us with my college kid, uh, and she is making some progress uh, in her maybe third year at trying to finish the game. Uh, but we're not we're not very far in. We're about uh, I don't know. She's collecting parts for a car right now. Um, and, Does she just like come home from college and like continue the game that she had going from like yeah. last year? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we're I'm gonna like a holiday get, tradition. I'm gonna try to point. get her through this one section, see if we can do it before she goes back. Um, and then I played uh, probably equal parts of Black Ops Four and Blackout and uh, Battlefield Five. Uh, played Command and Conquer Rivals on my phone a lot. Uh, How is that? I, uh, I like it. It's you know it's it's. Um, it's like Clash Royale on on the phone uh, with a horizontal uh, sort of look and the, the whole CNC universe of uh, of weaponry, uh, which is pretty cool. So, uh, it's it's always like a rock paper scissors kind of matchup between uh, one or two different uh, you know uh, vehicles on on one side or the other. So uh, I like it. It's uh, it sort of gives me that uh, good old vibe of uh, of Command and Conquer. And then uh, my other, my youngest was playing, introducing me to Slither IO on the on the uh, the iPhone, uh, which is a little one of those uh, I forget what they call them anyway. Um, those uh, like, those, like those browser based right. like online multiplayer games that are free that people yeah just yeah. you know go slither, go to Slither you, you, you play a worm and you try to eat stuff and you try to right. eat the other worms. You know, it's, they were kind of battle royale before battle royale a little bit because you uh-huh. like you start the game and you you go until you get eaten or until you eat everybody else. That's um, right. I think they're continuous. I think people are always loading into the world. Though. It's a little bit different. Oh, my kids I, I started like playing these uh, these iMessage games as well uh, through Game Pigeon and these like little word games that you play in your via text message stuff like that. So anyway, that was my holiday. Uh, we'll get into 2019. Dean, we're still getting a little bit of pop from you, so just, I don't know, move the mic around a little bit more. Maybe not away, but like up or down. Um, okay, let's uh, let's get into 2019. So uh, we got we got a list of pretty much every game that we know about, I think. Um, we'll go through them, but we'll probably talk about a few here and there. Um, you know, let's just, let's start in January. Um, Mario and Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story is coming to the 3DS. I, for that one, I get the sense that like, um, Nintendo realized, oh God, we got to get all of these like DS remakes that we wanted to do out on the 3DS right away. Uh, cause the switch is just completely overtaking it and no one wants to buy the 3DS games anymore. So I, I guess I'm glad they're doing it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> got like that. And, um, the other one, uh, persona Q2, it's kind of the same thing. It's this 3DS right. like RPG. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play that, but uh, 3DS, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I will get out my 3DS. Uh, I, uh, I I let my daughter play around with it every once in a while, so I do have that's it like not, charged and ready that to go. Like that's what everyone's doing. It's become their their kids' like first system, which yeah. is awesome. But you probably have the games that your kids want to play. You're probably not buying like oh, yes. 2019 new releases for them. I have for one sure. new release in 2019 in February. I'm looking forward to for 3DS. Well, yeah, let's hit, hit that one real quick. Yeah, um, Etrian Odyssey Nexus. It's the finale yeah. for the long lived Etrian. Odyssey series on DS and 3DS systems, and um, <clears throat> you know it's just gonna be more. What, what I love about it is you know it's an old-fashioned JRPG, 
But because of the touch screen, you get to make your own maps and put little objects on them and descriptions. And then you're just going into a one big deep dungeon, layer by layer at a time. And I love these big deep dungeons. And I've written about that in my D20 beat role-playing column. And so this is the game that I'll be using before I retire my 3DS. And I'm really hoping that this series in some manner can make it to the um, Switch. But it, it's so dependent upon the map making that I'm not sure how they'll do that with a Switch. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the uh, the theme here with all these 3DS games is they are games that like they exist in some capacity or they're, they're really direct sequels or they're remakes like Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. And... Like, you know, they need the dual screens. And so, like, if they're, they may, maybe something like this will come to the Switch, but they'll have to make a lot of changes. So, so they're not yet. Um, let's continue through January. Um, also on January 11th, in addition, in, in addition to Bowser's Inside Story, is New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe for the Switch. I'm, uh, I'm super excited about this one. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm Me too, Jeff. Right I'm allowed to say that. Okay. Yeah. What's that, Jason? Oh, Mike and I were talking earlier about how I'm looking forward to this one because, you know, I want to play this four-player with my kids and my wife. And Yeah, this this uh, it's a really – well, it, it does that. It, I remember when I tried to do this with, like, people who were adults and not, not necessarily all gamers or anything like that, but, like, it was hard. It's very hard. Uh, like, oh, I, I remember, I'm sure it's going to be a glorious mess. Yeah, like Rayman, I, I was surprised because like Rayman Legends or Rayman, both both of those games, both of those Rayman games that were four player multiplayer, um, everyone could just sort of like go along uh, and, and and sort of make progress. But in Mario, it's like everyone's sort of bouncing off each other, and it's really like you have to all be on the same page. And it was way more difficult than Rayman. I remember that. I would like to be, I would like to see if they might maybe f- find a way to um, address that and f- make it make it easier and more friendly because. Um, that was a cool part of that game. Uh, but even when you do play it single player, I remember Jeremy Parrish did that polygon story about the best core Mario games. And he, he did rank this one. Number one like yeah. over super Mario brothers three and world. And I, I would never, that is insane. I would, I'm sorry. I, no, Hey, I, I would never be able to do that personally. Cause I really hate the art style of the, at these, of these new super Mario brothers g- games at this point. Um, I guess hates a strong word, but I really just don't like them compared to the old styles. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the core underlying game isn't really great. It is, it is for sure. But I wouldn't be able to put it number one. It was a bold move by Jeremy. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to you know having a a you know a version I can play on a modern system on a TV with my kids that, in my opinion, isn't as difficult to play as one of the older games. Yeah, you'll definitely, and they, they have a lot more of the like assist in, in that game for sure as well. So, right, and some of the games are specifically easier to play as than others too. All right, and then uh, still on January 11th, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Um, and then after There's that, another we, one we are talking about today, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you guys have you guys have uh, a holding torch for this one? I know the Tales series has a lot of fans. Well, I my, I'm interested because. I mean, the only one I really played a lot of was Tales of Symphonia, and I did really like it a lot. I started Berserian when I came out 360 and didn't get very far in it, but it's the same thing. I have this big JRPG craving, especially to play on Switch, and people do like this game. I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe now's a good time to play this when they're kind of, you know, doing this whole remaster of it. Uh, right, and it is coming to the Switch and everything mm-hmm. else as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, they are very anime JRPGs, like even in JRPG terms. There's almost nothing super special about like the storytelling. It's usually very right. tropey, but the the comic is usually fun. The art style is usually like fine enough. Again, very anime, but uh, 
usually, usually they're fun games. Here's a franchise that I never, ever really um, cared about or played. Uh, I, I guess I was vaguely curious to see what it was like, but what I can remember, no one really loved it. Uh, Animusha Warlords is coming January 15th. Um, I it just it seemed like one of the Capcom series that I could safely ignore, especially as someone who mostly played on Nintendo systems back then. Um, then we have Ace Combat Seven: Skies Unknown uh, for uh, that's January eighteenth for PS4 and Xbox One. People love these games. Hey, I want to I want to try to give that a spin because I I haven't played with my my uh, Logitech joystick <laughs> in years. right your Hotas. <laughs> I used You're, to play those. What does games that stand for? The the, the yeah. The uh, hand-on throttle and stick, I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, got yeah. to make that happen. It's yeah, a big people, investment right there. People say I don't know how to play games and I'm not skillful, but I do know how to use my flying joystick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you on that one for sure. Uh, I I might I might get that too, and I I also have a uh, a stick, but it's for Xbox One and maybe PC. So I don't know which one you're going to be playing on. If you play on PS4, we won't be able to play together. But if you get the Xbox One version, I'll play with you. Um, January 18th, we have Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. This is a pseudo Pseudo 51's new game. Um, I I don't really know what to expect from this. Uh, it is the third game in the Travis franchise, though. Right, right but this one it's it seems almost kind of like a top down like co op like action brawler kind of game is kind of what I think is going on with it. That sounds right. And it's different. That's different than what the other games were, which kind of like third person over the shoulder with some, I don't know, lot, lots of weird story stuff. Um, let's keep moving though. Resident Evil two on January 15th. This feels like a, a big one because I'm looking forward to this, man. So uh, like this is one where I'm like, I always kind of, I haven't played Resident Evil seven yet. So I like, haven't even really let my mind like, uh, drift to Resident Evil 2 and I always kind of thought it was like oh this is just a, another remake but it's like a remake remake like it's like a serious it is uh, like reimagining right it is to the point where this like looks as good as almost any console game I've seen when I play at E3 it looks really nice and it was yeah when I, this was one of the best demos I played at E3 it was just super fun uh, like super graphically impressive just yeah I like, hope, I, I, hope I like Resident Evil uh, I haven't played a ton of them but I'm really pumped yeah I hope they don't remake all the lag from those early games. <laughs> I yeah, think. I think that's the the idea is that they're really they're updating a lot of that stuff too, so that it's going to play like a modern game as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I, it, it it it's very different because Resident Evil Seven was like this first person uh, sort of inspired by PT game, and then Resident Evil Two is going to kind of go lean back at action, and it's like, yeah, you guys could have always been doing this where you sort of go back and forth and maybe that's how the, ser- the series should be going forward where one is very scary and very intense in first person and the other one is more action oriented uh there's room for both in this series so i'm excited uh nothing else is coming out in january right <laughs> uh hey, hey 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 come on come on kingdom hearts 3 for ps4 and xbox oh, on january 29th I, I uh tell us about it mike what's up it, it's the fourth kingdom hearts I mean, the third four- one. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's like the fifteenth. Like, yeah, it is. It's yeah, it's happening finally, right? It's so weird. Like, I don't even know what this. I barely know what to think about this game anymore. Like, I'm excited, right. but it has been such a long time. It's like, yeah, we're we're doing it. It's here, uh, yay! So I was yeah, over o- over break. I was writing about RPGs um, a couple times in my for columns, and I was thinking about this game. And I realized that when the last one came out in the series, the main one, Kingdom Hearts 2, I was still in sports writing. I was still in newspapers. 
I was not married. I did not have children. Um, I had just started dating my wife. It's I, like, it's, 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 this series is literally from another time for me. Yeah, it's, that's, that's part of the thing. So Kingdom Hearts 2 was probably the most excited I had ever been for a video game. I was like, I was barely, could barely contain myself. I, and like, there, there is a point where there's so much time, I can't quite feel that way again. There is this kind of like, uh, it's, it's here, fine. It's, it's almost just more of a relief than anything else. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. And I think I'm going to have fun playing it for sure. But it is like, just, I am just like, okay, let's get this going. Let's do it now. Let's see what happens. I, uh, I, I think I was, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about Kingdom Hearts three and they were trying to be really nice. Cause no one, no one there cared about it, but they were like, you know, we, we haven't really played the other ones. We like, we like things that other people hate as well. So yeah, that's fine. Uh, the series has never done anything to me and I'll, I'll just, I will reiterate, which I've said on this podcast before, I, I played a lot of that first game when my wife tried to replay it a couple years ago, like maybe two years ago now, um, and it did do something to me. That those are that was a very bad video game. No, it was a look. What's wrong with of, it? There's a it, it it plays awful. It is the like the, the, the structure where it like has you doing these insane weird side missions in between like the main missions uh, that that are uh, pointless and difficult, and then the main missions themselves are confusing and boring. Um, the worlds are great. The characters are great. The, there is reasons to, to like and play those things. Um, and the camera, God, the camera is the worst thing for sure. Did you play uh, the camera remaster? Always. I did not play the remaster. My no. problem. Oh. Yeah, they fixed the camera in the remaster, so it's not yeah, the shoulder button thing. I figured it. The remaster probably was would have been a lot better, but we did just play the original release. Um, That's fair enough. So, but I, I really, I really despised a lot. Of I know you. I know you. So that said, um, I don't think there's none of that has to carry over to Kingdom Hearts three. This could just be a really great game with uh, all of that extra stuff on on top of it as well. We'll see. My, my biggest fear is that they're getting they might get way too overboard with just like the kind of super combat flash, which was right. kind of which there's a bit of that in the series. That was the one thing from my demo. Like there was so much of that to the point where I was like, you know, sometimes I just want to swing my sword a little bit and hit things, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if they turn that up for the demo just to like, make sure it seems flashy. Yeah, I would hope so too. Um, okay, let's get into February. Um, Ace Combat 7 comes to PC. We talked about Etrian Odyssey. That's February 5th. Uh, the Occupation, February 5th. I don't know what that is. Uh, well, the Walking it's Dead. An, it's an, the Occupation is a adventure horror game. Mike and I were just talking about this earlier today. And you play a journalist trying to figure out this uh, mystery. It's kind of got a uh, Cthulhu-like setting. Ooh, very cool. All right, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. That's coming to PS4, P uh, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, the third se third episode of the final season of The Walking Dead, uh, Resurrected, and is coming February 6th. Yeah, it's actually happening. Uh, Total War Three Kingdoms hits PC February 7th. I think, uh, Dean, you might be uh, interested in that one. How are you feeling about Three Kingdoms coming coming out? Uh, I think it's uh, going to be you know, qu quite possibly a, a very good game from uh, from these folks uh, at the... Uh, what's their name? Creative... Uh, anyway, um, I... I I like the this notion that they're they're combining the historical gameplay of the armies fighting each other with these uh, uh, warlord heroes uh, who can do the crazy uh, Chinese stunts, right? <laughs> just uh, uh, taking on a whole sort of regiment of, of soldiers with, uh, with just one one warlord, right? And so these warlords are going to get into these duels. Um, so if they pull off um, this 
you know, very interesting individual fighting that can uh, turn the tide of a battle uh, in one direction uh, along with the larger battle. I think that's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, the only one I've ever played is Total War Rome, which I, from what I understand, is uh, a little bit different than the rest of the series. So uh, I'm still not sure if I'll ever give another one of these a try, but w- I'll a, see what you have to say. It's a good again. series. It's a good yeah. series. It's never, it, been, it's never been my thing for strategy games, but they're good. And you can really respect what the Total War crew continues to do at Creative Assembly. Yeah, anything that was like real time was always going to be like a... Uh, tough for me because I like I always feel overwhelmed having to keep so much in my head, and then like it's this so one, like, games. and I'm very very bad at games. And then ha- zoom me down and have to keep like track of all of these platoons. It was like okay, I'll have to uh, maybe play something more at my speed. Um, God Eater Three comes out February eighth. Um, Monster Energy Supercross Two comes out February eighth as well. Jeff, is that a monster game about people? I think that's about just monsters a- racing, or is it just a Monster Energy as the Drake? I think it's just the drink sponsoring um, motorcycles. I, although who knows, you know, maybe it's, you know, like monsters actually riding motorcycles would be a very good game. And I would much prefer that. Yeah. Or at least Red Bull Supercross too. Come on, get out of your monster energy. All right. Uh, Trials rising February 12th. I'm, uh, who I'm cares about that? I am very excited. What's that? That. that last Trials game was bad. That was actually really bad. Um, that's true. That's no joke. Um, I think the last one was that one that was like uh, Blood Dragon, right? Which, which sounds shooting. like it should have been incredible. Yeah. yeah, but it was very like they tried to turn it into a shooter, and it was a, that was just a bad idea all around. Uh, so back to the basics is what they're doing, doing with Trials Rising. Um, I played this at E3. It was really good. It is basically just Trials again, which is fine with me. But um, the stuff that they've sort of built out with that game is uh, with that series at this point is all of the extra like creative track features and like enabling the community to do whatever they want. And people have made some really amazing things and kind of just giving more and more power to people to do more stuff with that is going to be interesting. Um, Creating playlists where I could just hop in and experience like crazy stuff whenever I want would be great. Um, So yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is the switch version switch does not have analog triggers. So how is that going to work? I don't think it's going to work very well at all. So we'll have to see how that comes out. So I'll probably just end up playing I, this on. Yeah, I played, a, I played a couple of demos of that too. And I, I liked how <laughs> crazy it was like with the, uh, you'd be doing the side scrolling uh, movement. And then all of a sudden from the third dimension, something would come at you like a train from right. another direction or something. That was just right. They're very good goofy. at like making those really fun moments happen. Absolutely. Um, Civilization Six: Gathering Storm that comes out on uh, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. I'm I, uh, I'm, I'm looking I'm forward cu- to this yeah. one. Um, I've never gotten into Civ Six as I have the other Civ games. I um, I mean, I've, I've played a couple hundred hours of it, but not the way that I would play. I played Civ Five or you know, especially Civ Four. Um, but it's bringing in diplomacy away um, as a as a victory condition. And that's my favorite way to play the games, you know, trying to find a way to win without having to fight or just, you know, having to defend. And I'm for that too. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. It's bringing, it's bringing in um, climate change. And it's right, that's in like the, the underlying, like big change here. And that's what where in, diplomacy is going to come from and everything. Yeah. Right? But it's bringing in more public policy stuff like, um, Excuse me, like engineering projects. Uh, Dam is a new city district you could build. Um, 
So it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they do this, um, especially uh, for example, a flood will help you create more fertile farmland, and a volcano rising. Yeah, a volcano will show up and it'll destroy some shit around you. Maybe excuse my language, but then it leaves fertile ground because that's what I think about volcanoes. Is 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 it really? will enrich the farmland, the land around it once the episode yes, is They say that they're just not all, like, just negative things, necessarily. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Like, you have to sort of, you have to go with the flow, basically. Mm-hmm. If something bad happens, you have to be willing to just, um, to live with the consequences of that, and one of the ways they're going to encourage players to do that is by giving these positive effects in the long term. Um, yeah, I... I, I was one of the like this is off topic, but one of the things that always frightened me is like learning why Idaho has such great potatoes and why it's so easy to grow potatoes in Idaho is because it is all a volcano. Like everything under Idaho is just one super volcano. Um, that's true for many of the states and like all over here is uh, yeah, there's just a super volcano that is most of this region of the United Rain States, fire. and that's horrifying to think about exploding and Rain destroying all of civilization. Yes, the Ring of Fire. Yeah. Um, okay, Crackdown Three on February fifteenth. Uh, anyone excited for that? Uh, it's happening. It's the big one. Yeah. I'm not excited's the word. It might be the word, but I'm certainly like, yeah, hey, sure. Hey, it didn't take as see... long as Kingdom Hearts. That's happen. true. I'll tell you what. That's true. I um, I will show up for this one, and I'll see what they do. They've delayed it a bunch of times. I think they want to get it right. I don't know if I have the confidence that they will end up getting it right. Um, but it's at least a good sign that they. Have have delayed it as many times, and they realize like, oh, we probably just shouldn't screw this one up. This shouldn't just be another one of these Microsoft games that we just let go out the door and everyone forgets about and no one cares about. Um, it's not gonna. I don't know. I don't think no matter what, they'll be able to turn this into a game that is on the level of anything Sony releases. Um, but they don't have to do that. They don't have to hit that level. They just need to make a good game that people are happy to have on Game Pass. And if they could do that, that's a, that's a win for them. Well, um, is it? Ho- how do you? Uh... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Jason, is it being a little janky, kind of in Crackdown's favor? Isn't that kind of the Crackdown thing? I think I don't people know. were forgiving of. I think people were more forgiving of that, like when these originals are coming out, than they would be now. I don't, I don't know if it's just janky either. I think the the recent people I think are skeptical about Crackdown Three is just because the formula for these sorts of games have expanded and have like, um, you know, you can go out and collect stuff similar to the orbs in like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and yet Assassin's Creed Odyssey has a million other things you could be doing. Um, so if you're just going to come out and be cracked down again, that might be, uh, that might feel a little bit anachronistic. Uh, at this right. Point. You would either need to be cracked down again, but like be really like kind of on point with that or expand it some way. And I think the first Spider-Man one is, two just came out like, yeah, or Spider-Man yeah. just came out. Yeah. Like Spider-Man that. just came out. Right. So hmm. uh, Dean, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, I was curious what you think about how much this should be like an uh, emergent gameplay game or an open world game or a story game, kind of like uh, given where your, you know, your orientation was on Red Dead. Yeah, yeah it, should have al- it should have almost no story, right? <laughs> yeah. This game? Yes. Yeah, all the stories should just come from the narrator sort of uh, shouting stuff about the world into your ear. And maybe there could be like some... Um, secret stuff going on. I think that was what the first game had where the narrator ended up being the bad guy or whatever. Uh, so they could like play on that and, and but it shouldn't, there shouldn't be like a lot of cutscenes, and like, you shouldn't ever be forced to walk in this game ever. <laughs> that would be a crime. Um, but, uh, they have to get these pre-scripted lines in from their, their actor. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. And I, but yeah, I, I would imagine that like um, 
there's still room to play around with the uh, emergence from like maybe getting the the different gangs to play off each other or something the, the different uh groups that like maybe you can maybe you could even like join them and use them against the other groups or something like that or t- turn them good I, I don't know i really am not sure like what they're trying to go for with the single player game but there's lots of rooms for room for emergent style gameplay uh, and I think that would be really well suited to this game because it's it is something where you just sort of want to go out there and throw yourself at it and let the world react to what you're doing. Um, and hopefully that's something they can really nail. And, and, you know, as long as the movement is fun and jumping around and getting orbs is at least fun, they will at least have like gotten the basics and maybe most people will probably let it fly and be like, yeah, this is, this is what it should be. That's fine. If they build anything on top of that, it'll just be sort of like a bonus and be like really nice to have as well. Um, again, it's just not going to, it's probably never going to come close to matching like Marvel's Spider-Man in terms of the effect it's going to have. Um, all right, let's keep moving through February. Dead or Alive 6 comes out February 15th as well. Never got into that series. Same. Far Cry New Dawn comes out February 15th. Uh, Anyone looking forward to the new Far Cry game? Oh, I've checked out of this series until something pretty, like, like something really interesting happens with it, and this so, doesn't seem to be enough. So for me, the best Far Cries are these one-offs. Yeah, I think, the, like, I, honestly, if, if you are just sort of like, oh, I, I like that gameplay, that's fine, uh, but I don't know if I need to get into Far Cry 5 or whatever it was. I totally am I'm right there with you, Jason, where it's like, oh, I'll just hop into Blood Dragon and just play that, or I'll just play Primal even. I um, loved Blood Dragon. Primal was was fine. I didn't really super get into that one for whatever reason. Yeah. But it's like it's an easy way to not get burnt out, but also yeah, like, save I would definitely I would definitely rather play this than Far Cry five, I guess. Yeah, you you save money, you also like you get a much more contained experience. It's not going to be a sprawling. It's yeah, it's um It's much more focused and directed, but 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 the, they feel like that's when they really let loose with their ideas. I mean, Blood Dragon is is so silly and so fantastic, and That's Primal nice. is just so different for this series. Yeah, and it, and really, like it's still using the same exact map and stuff. So it's like it's it's different. Like they take risks in other directions, and hopefully, they do a lot of that here. It's like um, it's like Far, Far Cry's is getting you know a jazz cello every time these come out, <laughs> and I really like that. Yeah. Um, also on February fifteenth, Jump Force, which is that like Shonen Jump, like behind the back fighting game where you control a character behind their back and they have like super realistic looking anime characters, which is I, I think it looks disgusting, but in a really awesome way. <laughs> uh, like that, like that Goku is way too realistic. He has skin. This is the worst, and I love it. Um, so yeah, that, I, I like that when I played at E three. Uh, but then I, I think the probably the big game for this month is is Anthem on February twenty second. Which, you know, this is Bioware's new game. It's it's definitely, I think a lot of people are going to make the comparison to Destiny. We'll see how that plays out. Um, it's definitely a live services game, though. And it's a game they're going to want to continue on with for months and months and then years. Um, so it's hard to characterize this as anything, but there is a lot riding on this game. Um, but at the same time, is anyone here like, are, are you guys excited for it? Are you guys really looking forward to it? Or is it just a, a, a curiosity at this point? I'm pretty so, excited. So let me... Let me go first. You know, um, I, I I I don't give a damn about this game. Um, sorry, Bioware. Uh, I didn't care about the last Mass Effect either. Um, this is not what I consider a Bioware game. This is not what I consider a role playing game. And I'm very disappointed to see that this is what all the talent in Bioware is doing instead of a you know a, a directed role playing experience or even an open world role playing experience. Um, 
this could it surprise you? Could it like, um, could you see a world where, um, it is doing like the live service, like shooting missions and stuff, but no, here I, it has enough other stuff that you're like, at least going to try it. No, because I don't want to play a call up game. I want to play a real role playing game where I'm leveling up my characters, adding new abilities. I don't want a shooter. I don't want a destiny. Like I, I don't like destiny. Right. Totally. Yeah, I guess honestly, because I do like Destiny fundamentally. Like, I, I do like the idea of like a kind of high quality first person shooter cooperative experience with MMO elements. And Destiny kind of like did something wrong. I think it's actually in a good place now. I just haven't jumped back into it. But I would still like to see somebody else kind of tackle that idea. I mean, Division kind of did. But like, the, and the inherent problem with Division is I just like don't necessarily want to play like a depressing, like post apocalyptic setting for like months and months and months like right. that like the, the, a lot of that's going to come down to taste some people don't want space stuff so they're going to prefer the division and it's like everyone has their game here and it seems like maybe the and maybe anthem could slot in and still in like a way where it's like it does maybe split the difference because it does feel very um i mean it's sci-fi and it's space but it also feels militaristic in a way in a way that destiny doesn't and i i find that appealing and i guess like like i i get what jason's saying about like it's kind of like a waste of bioware who are these you know single player rpg pros but i haven't really liked the last couple bioware games that much so i'm, I'm kind of okay with seeing them do a little something different especially when like obsidian and larian and some of these other studios have kind of stepped up to deliver these really strong single player rpg experiences anyway yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I I get what he's saying as well. Where it's like, this isn't necessarily what I want from Bioware, and so like, what's the point? Almost uh, like, yeah, it's any totally studio, valid. Could, any other studio could go out and make this. It's like, all right, yeah, it's true. It is, yeah, and Bioware is going to make this though. That's fine. Let's see if they can add some Bioware. Like, I don't know. I feel like they could add their elements that make their games good to this and sort of connect the missions in a way that that they aren't in some of these other games. Um, and that could be interesting. We'll see. Uh, I think it's still going to come down to whether they can have really fun, repetitive missions where people are going to want to go out there and do them over and over and grind and play it like destiny. Even if it, um, I mean, from what I'm hearing, it's like, it's not exactly like destiny. I, I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, but I think people are going to need to play it like destiny, at least the way, the way that the way that they're playing destiny two right now, um, for this game to succeed in the way that EA wants and Bioware maybe needs, I kind of, I kind of looking forward to to giving it a try. I mean, I I, I like the the sort of setup they have uh, for the world, and you know, it's like a very dangerous world out there, and you're venturing out from these little havens uh, into into you you never know exactly what it's going to be, and um, uh, the other sort of military faction that you have to deal with um, is going to be out there as well, you know, trying to trying to mess you up. I think so. So there's there's enough elements to this where I think uh, you know it could be a lot of fun. Um, I you know I did like the first two Mass Effects a lot. Uh, the the last two <laughs> were probably uh, not as high on my list, but uh, but you know I, I appreciate what Bioware does, and uh, I, I I think you know I, I don't understand uh, what EA means when they say this is uh, you know. A live game that has a lot of story to it as well, like the story that's going to keep you coming back. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see whether they can live up to that that kind of claim. You know, I'd rather see um, uh, them including you know big, long, serious single player campaigns with these kinds of things. Um, 
Uh, right. Yeah, because that that you know that's ultimately what motivates me to play the multiplayer or co-op for a long time. Right. So um, uh, I don't know. I'll get into that a bit later with a comp- comparison of a couple other games, but uh, but that's how I feel. Um. Also on February twenty second, Metro Exodus. Uh, this is a uh, you know maybe one of the other really big ones coming out in February, but. Uh, the series has had more niche appeal in the past. And I think it's sort of one over one over more fans recently over the years uh, in the interim between the, the last sequel and, and this one. Um, so I think this game has the potential to sort of come out and do really well, uh, especially if it, if it comes out like looking really gorgeous, which I think is one of the big, big appeals it's going to have that graphically it is. Re- I mean, it's doing a lot of stuff. It's going to maybe have ray tracing and a few other tricks, yeah, it might make it look really good on PC. So, um, so I'm excited for those reasons. And then it's like this big open world Metro game. Um, again, it's post 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 apocalyptic, uh, but I don't know. There's there's still sort of a place in my heart for those kinds of games. So I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, let's kind of get through some of these uh, next games pretty quick, unless anyone wants to talk about anything. Uh, Anno 1800 for PC on February 26th. I I, I like those games a those little bit. I, good, yeah. yeah, I'll def- I'll definitely be playing that. Um, I'm looking Dirt forward Rally to Rally 2.0. I'm sorry, go ahead, Dean. Oh, I'm looking forward to Metro Exodus too. Like from okay, the good. demos yeah. I've seen of it, uh, they're they're incorporating more interesting story uh, uh, elements into it than uh, I've seen in some of the past metros. And like the past metros, I I could never really uh, sustain my interest in them for a long time. Uh, so, uh, hopefully that's, that's a little different. Uh, uh, also the, just the change in the environment, uh, where you're not in all these tunnels all the time. Uh, right. Exactly. I, that, that's what, that's why I think I'm going to check out this one. And I probably won't even go back to play the others. Cause it's like, this game takes place outside and that is way more appealing to me. Um, February 26th, we get dirt rally 2.0 and left alive. Um, I mean, I understand what Dirt Rally is. I'm not sure what Left Alive is, though. It's That's that Square Enix game where the front cover looks like it's a Metal Gear game. It has, like, that art style, from, like, like the Metal Gear Solid 2 box art style. I'm not quite sure what this is either. Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, just hearing it comes from Square Enix. Uh, we'll have to check that out. Uh, PC gets uh, Total War Three Kingdoms on March 7th. Um, I wonder if that's a mistake, because I think that's in another place. Yeah, that's a mistake. So one of those is wrong. Um, Devil, Devil May Cry 5 comes out March 8th. Hey. Uh, who's feeling that one? I'm feeling that. I think it'd be fun to have just a kind of one of those, you know, sort of flashy third-person action games. And that sort of Devil May Cry Bayonetta style. It's been a little bit. Yeah. And I I, I like the, the DMC one that uh, Ninja Theory made. And then... Uh, Sounds like this game, you know, going back to a lot of the, the original team, but like also they are saying we really liked what what uh, Ninja Theory did, and we want to build on that as well. That that sounds interesting to me, so I'll definitely check that out. Uh, the Division Two comes out March fifteenth. I'm I'm very interested in this because I I like the Division. Uh, I, I could tell it got better over time, and I would try to go back to it. Uh, but I think when a new game comes out, it's going to be easier to be like, hey, everyone, let's try this and get a bunch of people to play it with me, and that'll be a uh, a good time. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll still be playing Anthem at that at that point, but but who knows? Uh, I'll, I'll have a room in my life for one of these games. Uh, we'll see which one it's going to be in the end. Um, the Sinking City comes out March twenty first. Uh, Sekiro Shadows. Just say something Di- on the Division too. Oh yeah, please. So so you know, you've got all these live service shooters going on. Are are we hitting the point where we're going to have a saturated market, or or is it just going to be a case of these newer ones, people just move on to them and the older ones will die off. 
I don't I don't know if the market's saturated because I feel like we still haven't had like the big runaway success in this kind of thing. Like about Rainbow like, Six. Well, that's very different. Than- and it's definitely not runaway either because that's taken it's been been out since 2015 and it gets bigger and bigger, but it's not runaway. It's been a slow build. Right. But that's a competitive like team based shooter ultimately, and these are these kind of yeah. I guess I'm thinking more of, like these online kind of more cooperative based things: Division, Destiny, and. Uh, Anthem. Anthem. And Warframe. Right. I feel like we still have, like, Destiny 1 seemed like it was the closest to being a deal, but then it had problems. Destiny 2 had a chance and it had problems. Like, like none of these games have kind of had a launch that was strong enough to sort of have, like, uh, to build it up for a long-term success, right? Hence why we're getting Division 2. Hence why we needed a Destiny 2. So I still feel like there can be, like, the one to rule them all. That there could still be the Hearthstone or the World of Warcraft of these games. And that you know maybe it'll be Anthem, maybe it'll be Division Two. We'll see. Yeah, I th- I I have I have heard people say like, oh, uh, one thing the publishers aren't considering is that people only have so much time, so you can't make every game a live service game because eventually they're just gonna like the people are gonna pick their one or two games that they play, and then there won't be room for anything else. And um, yeah, I mean that's a risk, but I don't think it's a risk that publishers aren't aware of. I still think that they're doing the calculus and saying. It is going to be worth us more in the end if we take a risk on maybe having a breakout uh, 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 live service game um, or at the very worst, a live service game that sort of, you know, bumbles along and sort of trips along and maybe makes some of its money back or, or maybe we have a chance to build it up in the end and make it even better a couple of years from now because that, that's happened repeatedly now with live service games um, in a way that it just couldn't happen with a game that just comes out and has a story and goes. So even if it is um, going to get to a place where this market is saturated um, and, you know, you could go beyond and say it's not just like, you know, Destiny and Division 2, they're definitely competing against each other, but they're also competing against Rainbow Six Siege and Overwatch and all these other live service games that people play. Um, and, and so, yeah, like the, the market will get saturated. And yet I still think publishers are probably going to keep focusing on this just because it is a better and safer bet, it seems like, than than a uh, single player camp, uh, single player narrative based campaign game. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I there, we probably will get to a point where publishers do want to pull back a little bit, but we're not not there yet for sure. I think um, it's, you know worth noting that uh, the way Ubisoft counts the the people in the games, like uh, you know, I think uh, the Rainbow Six Siege has uh, has crossed uh, forty million players. But, but they have these free days where, you know, they invite everybody in to play for free. And then um, they count those players toward that total. Uh, and so, yeah. um, it's, you know, it's not necessarily as massive as you'd expect. And, and they, they do have to do these periodic free things to keep, keep uh, new, fresh new people coming into it, right? Oh, yeah, for and sure. So the, I those, think the division... Those work, though. Yeah, the division... People, and, I mean... The we Division that, 2 like, is count, the- kind of counted the same way as far as, like, they, they have had this great progress of that game getting, you know, improved and fixed and better and bigger. Uh, but but one of the things that makes them bigger is these free players. And I, I think those players are the ones that maybe are the ones that Jason is talking about where, you know, they just may bounce from game to game to game. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. But, I, I like... Those free weekends seem like they're working and they're getting people to spend and, and buy into the game because like, I mean, yeah, they're 40 million players. Maybe they're, they're probably counting a lot of the free players, but then you look at what Steam 
uh, put up and said like we're the top grossing games on Steam last year, and Rainbow Six Siege was right among the top. Like there was the top tier, the platinum tier, I think it called it, and it was like Rainbow Six Siege and uh, a few other games, but but not many. Uh, so if it's making more money than anything else, it's because it has more players than anything else. I think um, this is one of the main reasons. Um, let's, let's keep going. Uh, March twenty second, we're gonna get Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. That's the new one from From Software. Um, seems like it might be Tenchu Souls, like uh, Dark Souls and Tenchu come together. Uh, I, I really, really don't know what to expect from that one at all. I don't know what to expect, but I'm really looking forward to giving it a go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm I'm, not too, seems like that developer's uh, taking a lot of chances every time. Not too high on this one. Um, I did see, I played a demo of it, and um, um, it's it is very actiony oriented. Uh, you know, sword fighting uh, game and uh, samurai, and then when you you put that up against what they showed with Ghost of Tsushima, uh, yeah, you know, wow, that Ghost of Tsushima looks incredible, and this one does not. <laughs> but well, this is playing up to from software fans specifically, right? So this is yeah, gonna it's be very playing yeah, up yeah. to people who like Bloodborne and people. Yeah, it's a it's a very gameplay oriented game versus right. Exactly, sort of Ghost of Tsushima seems like it's going to be like a narrative sort of. Uh, uh, graphical spectacular which it does and it does look amazing um but i think people are probably gonna be way more deep into the gameplay of sekiro than than ghost of tsushima although who knows ghost of tsushima feels like it's still pretty far off so we'll see uh and then april 26th game of the year days gone this is where we (laughs) this is the part where you get in the part of the calendar where it's like (laughs) if you have a date after april it's it's because i think that the publishers just aren't sure they're not sure about the game. They want to give it a lot of time. Like they've started hyping it up. So it's got, it, it needs a date, but they're just not sure. There's four games that are like that. It's days gone uh, on April 22nd. Rage two is May 14th. Uh, Team Sonic racing is May 21st. And Shinmu three is August 27th. Um, so those are the last ones with dates. And I mean, I mean, rage two seems pretty good, but I think they're still not sure about like how the open world's going to work. They haven't shown that too much. Team Sonic racing. They definitely delayed. Cause I think, uh, that that series, like a lot of people really like Sonic racing transformed all-stars uh, and, and this game apparently doesn't play too much like that. And it's not, it quite as, and it's not as it's good. Not it seems good. Like. <laughs> right. And I think they're like, why don't we just, why aren't we just making it as good as that? Like, why can't we just do that? And I think they're going to try to fix that up before they get to it, get it out to people. Um, and you know, Shinmu three, I mean, it's a kickstarted Shinmu sequel that it's just has no chance, right? <laughs> There's no chance of being good. So, um yeah no, and then days you, you, you don't know we don't know i don't know but it seems uh, like it, it's gonna have a a, a long shot of like no, really kind of that's never been a series like that's never been a series i care for but you know i would i'm always happy when these kickstarted projects that are catering to a group of fans do well because because mm-hmm. it's the fans putting up their money and saying yeah we want to see this and then they get something and they like it. And then many times that developer is able to do more. Or we get Mighty Number no. 9 and I get depressed for a month. Yeah, it seems like there's a, a it could go either way. I, I think um, as long as it like plays to Shinmu fans, it'll be fine. Um, okay, then we have uh, Days Gone. Real quick, I just want to talk about that. Uh, Days Gone is a... Uh, it's one that Sony has sort of built up in a big way just because I think they needed to like fill up their E3 slots and their, their PSX slots uh, with some like with, with, some, with one of their games that's coming out. And this is one of them. Um, and it just feels like maybe it, it was positioned in a way it shouldn't have been. 
I don't know. Like, it just seems like they are, they built it up in a way that it can't live up to. And it's always going to be compared to The Last of Us Part Two, And that's going to be a rough comparison. Open world games in general. I mean, especially, I mean, other Sony open world games like Spider-Man, God of War, or uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, and those are those were all even like inherently exciting before they came out. Before we before we knew they were great, they all had something to them. And this one just feels like it doesn't. And it maybe it could still come out and be very good. I think there's a possibility where that happens. I just it's hard to get excited about it in a really like. If only somebody here was a was an advocate for this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, you know. I, I mean, I'm uh, I'm not more excited about this game than The Last of Us Part Two. I think I think you know cinematic gameplay is really heading in the direction uh, that Naughty Dog is going right, and uh, this one is a nice um, uh, sort of technological improvement uh, with a story, right? And and so I'm comparing this one more to World War Z uh, and uh, Days Gone and World War Z, and World War Z is going to have no story, uh, but it's going to have this horde of of uh, of zombies coming at you and piling up and doing sort of emergent smart things by climbing on top of each other to scale walls, right? And and that's just sort of going to be like graphically, uh, uh, you know, on for a game, it's going to be a really big achievement just to to be able to uh, create that kind of effect, right? And so that I think is is going to be going head to head with the horde that you can see with 500 zombies or 250 zombies in days gone uh, coming at you. Right. And so you're trying to escape this horde Uh, in days gone. You're doing a single player in world war Z. It's a co-op four player game, you know, again with no story, but if, if they make this story decent enough or good enough, you know, where, um, where, you know, they, they get some of that higher level storytelling in, then I think uh, Days Gone is is going to live up to you know its promise for me. So that's that's how I feel. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen enough of you know. I, I've seen sort of the pieces of Days Gone, but I haven't seen enough of everything all strung together to know that they're going to actually you know rise to a higher level with this game. So yeah, I I want to see how that emergent zombie stuff plays out and if they can really. If they can enable the player to like use that in creative ways, I, I'll be very interested. Um, so we have, we have a bunch of games that are to be determined that don't have dates for 2019. Uh, I don't think we have to go through all of them because some of them are like Final Fantasy VII, like the re-release and stuff like that. Um, but we've highlighted some. I, the first one I, I highlighted here is, is Animal Crossing. I, I, I did kind of get it in my head that maybe this game would come out in, in early 2019. I have, I have lost the faith. I, I don't know when this game is coming anymore. They did say 2019. Um, so, you know, still hopes for before, for before the end of the year. Um, I would really like to get it like before summer or something like that. It, you know, it'd be best if they just released it right before my, my next kid's born. If I could just have that like each day for a while, that would be nice. Do so, that, Nintendo. Help, help a brother I, out. I think my children are going to be interested in this um, because they really like some of the Animal Crossing things they're seeing, like the villager or, um, or uh, what's that? Isabel? Awesome. The dog. Isabel. Oh, yeah. Isabel. Yeah. They're really, they're really liking that it, those things in Smash. Yeah, I, I would be interested to see like how a, a, a kid would react to that game because like, that first day of Animal Crossing is pretty rough because there's not a lot you can do. You can only do a little bit, and then you have to come back to the game the next real world day, and that's uh, that could maybe lead to some impatience, I think. Um, and it, it seems like a game made for grandmas, and there was that 
Yeah. That tweet recently where that grandma's played it like uh, played the 3DS one every day for like four or five years, and she's logged like three thousand eight hundred hours or something like that. Wasn't well, so, that great? Yeah, that was awesome. That was perfect. So, um, it's it does seem like we, it's a game made for someone who's playing at that pace and not for kids. So I would be interested to hear how kids react to it for sure. Um, anyone have any hopes for Battletoads real quick before we moved on? Nah, before? I don't know, not much. Yeah, I, I have more hopes for Toasty and Mineral than that. And yeah, they only showed a logo for Battletoads, right? Yeah, that didn't happen. Much. It happened. So there wasn't much shown. It looks like it's going to be kind of a you know digital game, like you know, like very much going to play the old Battletoads. They're not right, like okay. making like the big modern Battletoads or anything. This isn't a huge investment on their part. Right. I, I, they, it probably shouldn't be. They should probably just kind of yeah. test the waters with something cheap. That's smart. Um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, though. I did. I highlighted this one. I. Uh, I really want one of those games and I want them to be good. This is uh, from uh, Igarashi, the guy that made like Symphony of the Night or worked on Symphony of the Night and oversaw a lot of the the, ca- the Castlevania games after that point. Um, I love those games. And so I really want to kind of get into a new one. I hope this is good. It's been in development for a long time after it's Kickstarter. So we'll see. Right. There is always that fear that this is going to be again, another mighty number, mighty nine, number but, nine for sure. Uh, and it, the, like, it's a risk, but a uh, thing being so good, uh, the the eight bit kind of like right. spinoff thing, Curse of the uh, Moon. Curse of the Moon. That was so fantastic. And if this it has somewhat of that quality, then I should be pretty excited. Right for sure. Um, let's see here. Let's go. I see that uh, I smell. Apparently, Jeff smells. Put next to Code Vein. Yeah, I wrote that as you were in the dog. I was hoping you'd see it then, but you know. yeah, I, I I did see it there. You know, Code Vein. I'm kind of interested in. I'm I, I'm not sure if I what to think of it. Still, you know, it's a um, it's an RPG action-ish game from um, Bandai Namco, and you're these... It's really hard for me to put it into terms, but you're, you're like these vampire monsters, but at the same time, you're, you're trying to save this horrible world, and there's parts of it that do look interesting to me. I, it's, but you know what it is, what it is, you're not going to play it until it comes to the switch though. It's on PC right now. Right. And then it's going to come, it's on uh, coming to PS4 and Xbox one. Uh, and I don't think it's been announced for the switch yet. So it's like, once it comes to the switch, I think people will start really giving it a shot. And I don't, I think before that, it seems like most people aren't going to do that. We'll see. Um, control. That's one from, I know, I know people are interested in it's from remedy. We'll see about that. Um, uh, the next one's highlighted here is fire emblem three houses. Yeah. Finally getting that big Fire Emblem Switch game. I'm hoping that, you know, I Fire Emblem Awakening was the breakout hit that was awesome on 3DS. And then we had yes. Fire Emblem Fates, which was very good, but it was kind of like, a it was a bit awkward. And the, the, like they tried to do something different with like the kind of multiple campaigns, which wasn't really different as much as you had multiple campaigns. It was nice, but it didn't fundamentally change much. And then they kind of awkwardly shoehorned in the whole, your, your children our characters thing from awakening but without the plot justification that made it make sense in that game. Right. Right. So and you're putting it in a very, in a very like very accurate terms, awkward. It was an it was awkward a, game. It was a bit awkward. It was still fun, but I am kind of hoping for sure. This will be kind of a big deal. Yes. I, I'm looking forward to it. And you know, it's the HD version of fire emblem that, uh, they didn't release one for Wii U, so, uh, we yeah, have never I had guess this will HD be the first one. I mean, there's uh like the weird, there's like a fire emblem, 
Dynasty Warriors game, right? So. Right, yeah. Yeah, like a core Fire Emblem game in HD would be nice and have it on your TV if you want. Uh, it's a series that's always been on both Nintendo home consoles and, and portables, so it's like they've done that before, and it'll be nice to kind of get back and get one of these as well as the portable ones that we've had in the past couple of years. It's um, made for the Switch. Yeah, exactly. Perfect type of game for the Switch. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the kind of game where it's like, okay, this is, could end up just being my game of the year just because it's on the best platform for it and it's great and hopefully they just nail it in the way that they nailed awakening um gears five you know we'll see uh, we'll have to see how they gears keep that again. interesting yep yeah gears again for sure uh luigi's mansion I don't, 3, I don't that want... one i'm very excited about oh go ahead go ahead you want to talk about gears i don't want them to go in the totally goofy direction with this one that uh gears four i guess ended at i mean uh it's you know I, I I appreciate uh, having some of the humor in there, like the chainsaw bayonet. Uh, but you know, uh, I think this the series has to decide whether it's really a serious apocalypse, apocalyptic end of humanity. You know, we're gonna we're gonna save the world thing versus uh, just downright goofy gameplay. Right. I, don't know. I think they really want to be. Um... Fast and Furious. I think they want to kind of strike that tone. And I, I don't think they've successfully ever done that, but I do think that's what they've been going for. Um, and if they do that, they might lose someone like you, Dean. I, I totally respect that. But I think that they might have a, a wider appeal for, for that game um, overall. Uh, but I do th- I do think you're right. They need to choose. And whatever they choose, they really have to like execute well on it. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3, I, I yeah, I mean, I, li- I like those games. I um I actually just there was one of the we were talking about 3ds games and getting those. I got New Moon and I'm gonna gonna be playing through that soon. So Can see I? how I feel about that and come come to Luigi's Mansion three after so, that. So the thing about Smash Brothers that I, that I've been thinking about is is how it it really is a cool entry series for new people to Nintendo IP. Um, my kids, the only thing they know about Luigi's Mansion is um, some of the songs that play from it in my music rotation. And they've never seen the gameplay, but when they saw Luigi with vacuum cleaner and Smash, was like, "Oh, we want to do this." Yeah, I, I, it has a, a, this sort of like really uh, striking appearance to it. Like, there, there's just something about Luigi and the way he holds that vacuum cleaner and the way that the ghosts look. It's just a, a cool looking set of games, and I'm, I want to get back into it for sure. Um. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh, oh, no number one. one. Number one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Give me more of that, Ori. I have an issue just to play through uh, Ori and the Blind Forest again. Man, I like that game. And this is basically just like the one thing that wasn't like great about Ori. It didn't really bother me at the time, but there wasn't much combat, and the combat was simple. And now this one's going to have combat. So, yeah. Yeah, and it looked it looked really good from what I saw. Oh, yeah. The combat looked like really well put together. Um, Outer Worlds. I didn't highlight that one. Was that you, Jason? I did. Uh, it's you know, it's it, it's a space RPG on the frontier with a very uh, you know a Firefly feel to it. Um, Firefly, not necessarily my thing, but I've always wanted kind of a frontier cowboy space RPG. Um, that totally made for me. Totally made for uh, people who like that kind of stuff. Uh, it's it. It's going to be Obsidian's first game post Microsoft. Um, Although original. it's still being published by 2K, I think. No, 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 no. It's being published by the Private Division, which is the one made up of some of the Fallout creators. Right. Uh, Private Division is like a subsidiary, though, of like yeah. one of them. Maybe, maybe 2K. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's um, it's exciting, and it's you know going to be 
could be the big block closest thing to the big blockbuster RPG of the year. Um, it definitely, it definitely strikes me as like one of those like Kingdom Come was sort of the breakout, like this sort of double A um, a game that came out of nowhere and then sold really well and, and had a lot of fans. Uh, even if it wasn't my thing, I think Outer Worlds has the potential to do that in 2019. Yeah, but I think it, it, it could play to a much bigger audience than Kingdom Come because Kingdom Come was really, really set to Dower, the, yeah. to the um, oh, you know, we like these an RPG set in real history with a real world. Yes. And, uh, and, and there yeah. was a market for that too, but it was also, as you are fond of saying, kind of like the game for bros. Yes. Um, it did not appeal to me. I was not interested in it at all. Yep. And I think Outer Worlds could, could yeah, could really catch on. In a I way keep that... confusing this one with the Outer Wilds. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Is Outer the new, um, like, war or face? Like there was like Warface and Face War. I, there was a bunch of games like that. I can't remember. All right, let's get through. We only have a couple more here. Let's get through here and get this uh, podcast wrapped up. Maybe I'm hungry. Guys, yeah, we'll ask you guys which ones you're looking forward to the most. So think about that. Uh, last couple ones, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, don't know what that is yet. That Yeah, we don't really have any idea. Uh, if I had to guess, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to just make another like God of War, like old God of War style game. Um, if I had to guess, I would probably say, why not just do a Star Wars Jedi game that plays like Dark Souls? Like, do that. That that's what I think they should do with this game. We'll see. We'll see what they do. But if I had to guess, I, I think that could really have some appeal because there's something about like playing as a Jedi and sort of having to master the combat and a really and, and, as a player mastering like the gameplay. Um, I think that's something that people could really get into. Um, if I had to guess, there's no way we're playing this game this year. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely going to be a, a Star Wars game this year. Um, maybe not this one, though. Uh, is there going to be? I don't know. I guess, I guess there, I, there would be. And, I, I would just love to know what Disney candidly thinks of the job EA has been doing with this license. Yeah. And this is this is not the VR game, right? Or they've never, no, no, no. no. This, never, is the, this is the, uh, this, which one? The no, um, to Respawn be fair, one. To be fair, as EA has added more things and changed things about Battlefront 2, it's become a better game. It's become, oh, I actually like playing the game. It's just, yeah, that's done well. That's, and I don't think, I think that's what Disney would care about. I think, probably it's done, like, I think it's done better than people realize. I think it, maybe, it's had a lot of I feel like the potential for it. I mean, that was a giant AAA Star Wars shooter, right? I feel like it should have done much better than it did. And I think Disney, you know, Disney is very much about you know, what's the most we could have done here. They're a company that's going to easily be disappointed by a movie making $200 million when it maybe could have made 250. Uh, so, and this is, and first off, they're mad about that. And I'm sure they're not happy that there was a lot of negative attention around it. Like aside from sales, they're like, uh, why are people mad about star Wars EA? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I contracts really, are contracts. We'll see if, if Disney ever tries to pull out, but I, I imagine Jedi Fallen Order is going to be good. I mean, it's made by Respawn. It's, 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 they haven't made a bad game. Yeah. Then after this, they can focus on Titanfall 3. That's yeah, what you man, would care about. I, ho- I hope but, it's not like Dark Souls because then I'm not going to be able to finish it, right? That's fair. That I, You know what? You're totally allowed to like that. I still think it probably is going to be a little bit like that. I, I don't know if it's going to be as punishing as Dark Souls, but I think they're going to try to ape a lot. They'll probably want more people to beat it. Right, exactly. Um, last game I have highlighted here is Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh, before we get to there, Torchlight Frontiers. Right. Uh, Go ahead. Tor- Torchlight's one of my favorite RPG series. Uh, 
you know, it's a more cartoony Diablo, but I, I you know, there's more, it, it really hinges upon the crafting. In the past, it's always been great for the kind of game for the, um, for modders. People do all kinds of really cool things with it. Um, this one's going to be online. So that portion is going to be gone. Who knows what, how it's going to be replaced, but I'm always down to play more Torchlight. It's a, it's a fantastic series. Yeah, I am I'm, I want to see how they um, sort of build on it. I, I did like Torchlight 1 a lot. I never played Torchlight 2. Oh, um, Torchlight 2 is fantastic, and you should try it as soon as we're done. I have a friend working on Torchlight Frontiers, so full disclosure for me. Uh-oh. Um, I know, right? Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, this is the one I uh, am probably most excited about, just because I love that setting, I love that story. This is the um, sort of side story game. Like They did this with the first one, they went Wolfenstein, the old the new order. And then there was the old blood and the old blood was sort of like this, um, offshoot and was a remake of the first one a little bit. And like the first, like the really old game. Um, and now they're doing that again, but this time you're playing as uh, BJ Blazkowicz's daughters, his twin daughters, uh, BJ is the, uh, the hero of the Wolfenstein series. Um, and so it's going to take, take place many years after the last Wolfenstein game. And I just kind of want to see what that world looks like and what it, what it means when his daughters are fighting against Nazis. Um, and it's, uh, I, I wonder if it's like an alternative dimension sort of thing. I just, I have a lot of, uh, stakes in that story and I, I can't wait to see like how this plays out yeah and this one's a co-op game right isn't it i'm sure i think it does have co-op yeah, yeah for sure so that's yeah. that's different like the, these these games have never had their multiplayer yet <laughs> yeah not, not really i don't think so yeah yeah that'll be cool i and, and like like uh, we were saying about like F- far cry new dawn where it's like it's like it's nice to have these side things because they are much more bite-sized like i'm sure they're still going to be meaty and, and big and you could put hours and hours into them but they just feel less intimidating when you start them up and i um I totally appreciate that. Uh, but that does it. I mean, there's there's other oh. stuff coming out. There's like there's Pokemon, Yoshi's Crafted World, yeah, she has Psychonauts Two. Yeah, we we just like you know who knows these games could be good. We we don't know. Um, there are actually a few uh, on my da- list. Damon X Machina. That's that mech game from Nintendo, and I uh, can't remember who they developed Platinum. I think um, stuff like that. But you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into that stuff more once we have uh, dates later this year and once they start revealing more about them. For now, though. If you uh, guys had to pick one game you're most excited about in 2019, uh, does anyone have one they want to go first? Well, I just wanted to. Oh, I just wanted to mention that um, I, I, I think Doom Eternal, Skull and Bones, and Harry Potter Wizards Unite uh, on my list. I think would be um, games I'm looking forward to uh, for for this year. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, Doom Eternal wasn't on this list that I that I stole from someone. So yeah, okay. Um, but we'll see how those turn out. Um, I I have to think about that uh, that next question for a while. All right, well, think about it, and then I'm gonna have Mike go. Mike, go ahead. Ori and the Blind. I mean, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, right. Just love yeah. the first one. Could have known that. And there doesn't seem to be anything that's gonna be wrong. I mean, there's part of me that's very very optimistic, and this maybe hoping Metroid Prime Four comes out this year. I don't know if it's that optimistic, but it it seems a little optimistic. I know. We we know nothing about that game except the logo, so who knows? Yep. Uh, Jason, do you have one? Do you have a, a most anticipated? Yeah, um, Outer Worlds, followed by Etrian Odyssey, Nexus. I'm like, I'm I'm looking at the list, and I'm not sure. I guess Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is my most anticipated. I think. I, I, I mean, Animal Crossing's never ever been like a game of the year for me, but it's one where I where I end up playing it, and I play it for months at a time, and I really enjoy all of my time with it, and like it's uh, it's one that I want to get back into, and I. 
I can't, we can't wait for that to happen, but it's like, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with 2019 where it's like, a lot of these games look good. I'm looking forward to Anthem. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to Metro Exodus. I don't know. Uh, there's nothing that's just like, oh yeah, I have to play that. I guess, I mean, besides Metroid prime four, I guess would be the one, but I just don't know. Again, we haven't seen anything about that. So it's kind of hard to really commit to that one in any solid way. Um, Dean, why don't you kind of give us yours? I think you've had enough time and then we're going to get out of here, everybody. Yeah. I think the, uh, the ones I really want to come out, uh, I'm not sure they're going to come out, but cyberpunk 2077 and the last of us part two, those are going to be the games that I, I think no way as well. Uh, I think, I, think uh, a, I think there's a way for last of us. That could be a holiday. That could be Sony's big holiday game, right? What it, else it, could, it, be? it could be, you're right. Yeah. But Naughty Dog in the is meantime, to play the games <laughs> as much as they want. It's not even announced for 2019, right? They haven't ever given it a date, so yeah. yeah. So we'll see. You're right. What else does would Sony have for the fall? We'll see. I don't know. Okay. Um, I think what we should do now is say goodbye to everybody. Um, why don't we start with Dean? Tell everybody where they could find you on the internet. Uh, I'm Dean Tack on Twitter, and uh, I am writing for GameSpeed and VentureBeat. Jason. Hi, Jason here. You can find me at GameSpeed, of course, or you can find me on Twitter at Jason underscore Wilson, all lowercase. Goodbye, everybody. Mike? I'm Mike Minotti. Find me on Twitter at T-O-L-K-O-T-O. And I'm uh, Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Get me on there. Um, Also, YouTube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb and Twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. Um, I think we're also going to try to be uh, putting together an eco game pretty soon so if you're if you listen to this and you have any interest in like any time i've ever talked about eco um hit me up on twitter and let me let me know and i'll see if we can get you in i'm in uh, the time the timing's gonna be rough because maybe we wait yeah we, we're thinking about doing it january 23rd because that's when they're gonna release the update for the game but that puts it really close to like maybe overlapping with my wife's due date and so i don't know we'll see i'm i'm still trying to make it happen I'll I'll have updates in the future. Like I said, get me on Twitter. All right, everybody. We're going to wave goodbye now. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully you have a great 2019. Bye, everybody. Bye.